la 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 screen peeking bop 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 hey everybody welcome to episode 31 of screen peeking a weekly podcast where ziggy and i get together to talk about video games and everything video game related um today's show we have a bunch to talk about uh mostly just what the games we've been playing what we really like about them what we don't like uh kind of similar to last week uh just uh yeah let's jump right into what we've been playing this week ziggy how are you doing what have you been playing tell me all about it. i'm doing good before i tell you what i'm playing though i for whatever reason every single time yeah i don't know if you guys have noticed <laughs> but like every almost every single intro i take a sip of water and today i did <laughs> and i don't know why but like for some reason every single time you start your intro i just go god i'm thirsty i need a sip like <laughs> it's consistently like the, uh, every single episode like the office when uh, dwight needs an altoid anytime uh exactly, the sound yeah. from the computer like comes off dogs yeah. thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i don't know what it is but <laughs> anyways yeah i'm doing pretty good um uh in terms of what i've been playing i kind of you were with you talking about doom eternal i just kind of got like a hankering for it again so yeah. i re-downloaded it and i've just sort of been like skipping through levels i haven't been playing it like start to finish yeah but i've been playing it on ultra violence and i'm just trying to like re-teach myself the game because i want to play the dlc so mm. i'm trying to yeah just sort of like get myself back in the zone of playing that game so yeah it, it plays and moves so different from other shooters it is sort of a mindset i have to get into um so yeah i've been trying to do that um and also that game is so much fun and ultra violence <laughs> like i, feel, I, feel I like imagine every game that comes out i always see articles but like the true way to play it is if you play it on the hardest difficulty with no ui and you play it with your feet <laughs> and blindfolded but like <laughs> i feel like doom is one of the few games where i kind of agree like in playing that game on harder difficulties it does genuinely become more fun just because when there is like six Mackie all coming at you and like like just a million of the like floaty guys whose name I'm forgetting, um, Kakadeven. And like there's just so much going on and you have to mm-hmm. put your head in so many different directions at once. It just makes it so fun. Um, if I could say something on that, like that's what I want Metroid, the next Metroid Prime to be more like. And I'm not talking about mm-hmm. gore and it doesn't have to be that difficult. But in terms of how mm. it feels to play, Metroid Prime on the GameCube had the little dodge left and right, not forward and backward, but it had a lot of these like that movement where you feel like oh there's projectiles coming, you dodge to the side, and I and I always compared Doom or the Doom 2016 to Metroid and how it kind of evolved that, and I, I would love to see Met- the next Metroid Prime kind of take notes from Doom. I think that'd be a lot of fun because it's very much you know metroidvania or metroid you know and so yeah, you know what i yeah. mean like that would be i think anyways i just wanted to say that because i was thinking about metroid just now and yeah i really want to play the next one yeah no the now that you say it like the movement in eternal is so good <laughs> like that's kind of one of the bits i forgot but like mm-hmm. the the double jump and the dodging in that game is such a game changer i think like 2016 also had a double jump but they didn't use it too oh much. yeah they didn't have the dodge but did they no they didn't the dodge is new but like i it just makes you feel so in control where mm-hmm. every time you just get hit in general you're like oh i fucked up yeah like, i, I could have you can avoid pretty much every attack in the game which is really unique in modern shooters because usually it's just like 12 guys with hit skin bullets that <laughs> hit you on occasion, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine. It's basically just like a time limit ticking down to when you can stand in their uh, range of fire. Um, 
but here it is like fireballs that you can see coming at you and dodge out of the way and that you like just have being so in control when you've learned to master the movement in that game is such a fun feeling yeah and it's um, real like like testament to the skill of them to make you feel like a heavy like you're a heavy mm-hmm. brute of a character yet you're super agile and able to move be like mobile at the same time it's crazy mm-hmm. Yeah, or like the plot, like the the feeling that like when you talk about that is when you like dodge into one of the one of the walls, you can grab onto, and it just has that like thump to it as you <laughs> yeah. just like really cling into it. Yeah, and you're like because it feels like yeah, yeah you, really you are grip heavy, on. like you are a huge dude in a very bulky suit, but you also are just like stupidly and you're swinging from bro. bars still, <laughs> yeah, off. yeah, swinging around um, like a monkey. Yeah. Also the. The sound design in that game is so good. Like people, mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked about the shotgun and the guns in general, but like the headshot sound of that game is so yeah, good. Like that, the, it's it literally sounds like a cork coming out of a bottle. Like the like yeah. sound to it, but totally. it's so I, I adored it. It's so fun. Um, it, yeah, it's all like Looney Tune sounds almost. Like they're so over the top and cartoonish. But they yeah, when you pull the like, eyeball out of the whatever the guy is, <laughs> yeah, and it has that like pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I think a lot of that is kind of how it screws away from also being just like disturbing <laughs> mm. because it it is like fucking Looney Tunes. It's like with the sound design and all that, it, it just feels silly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's real good, real good game. Um, another game I'm playing, uh, Haven, which is basically the opposite video game, um, which I touched on it a little bit a while ago where it's that like the co-op RPG from the people who made Fury. Um, okay. And it's like a, a romance RPG, essentially, where mm-hmm. you are like a couple who they're already together. Like the romance isn't about romancing some other person. They're, they're already an established couple. Mm-hmm. And they've essentially run away to some distant planet, away from like some sort of oppressive regime or whatever, and are trying to make themselves a life there. And it is, you know, building all sorts of intrigue of where did they come from? Like, what is this place that they were, you know, running away? Um, and also just like their relationship as they are in, you know, a really stressful situation and having that with the other person you're playing, you know, we're making dialogue decisions together and sort of like ice skating around. It's this really, really cool um, co-op focused battle system that I like where you only have like four moves, but like you always you might have like one person blocking while the other person attacks and just like Mm -hmm. the synergy between the two play styles is really cool um but yeah i I think it's just a really really solid co-op game i haven't gotten far enough into it to really appreciate what the story is doing yet but i think it's finally starting to pick up and build some real intrigue where i'm at um so i have you know more want to keep playing which is good um but also, I feel like it's one of, because it is so romance-focused, like, I was thinking of what I play this game, like, with Owen or, like, with you or something, and mm. I feel like I'd, I I wouldn't, like, it does feel like a game that you should really either play with right. just, like, single-player, or, because you can't play single-player, um, or with your significant other, because it is... I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. For one, the characters are just so horny, for each other like the whole game like the whole, one of them will say something and the other is like or they're like oh time to relax and he's like yeah she makes a comment about them like fucking or something 
And then there, which like, this I mean, boner is hard to carry sounds, around. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it comes off as just like casual banter. Yeah. It doesn't sound weird in context, but like if I was playing that with like a sibling or a friend, I would probably feel pretty uncomfortable in that moment. Play you know? with your dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, playing it single player, I think would be a perfectly fine experience, but I definitely think playing it with, yeah, like with Taylor or something for you, because it is also quite easy. Like, I think it even says when you launch the game, like, hey, there's difficulty options, but like, this is an easy game. Don't mm. worry about it. Gotcha. Um, which, which is interesting given the fact that it's made by the same people who made Fury, which is like a brutally tough, like high Yeah, I gave that one a try. That was, yeah. yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I gave that one a try. I got pretty far and eventually it just went over my head. Um, but yeah, solid game. Uh, and then playing Genesis Noir, which we'll talk about, and It Takes Two, which I will also talk about. Yeah, we'll give you the time to talk about both of those. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so for me, I I uh, finished Doom Eternal. I was saying I was mm-hmm. playing that last week. Got to the end of that. I was just playing on the normal difficulty, but I, I totally see what you mean. Like, I found it very hard at the end. I actually found it pretty challenging, yeah, but seriously. not to the point where I was actually loading, like, you know, when you run out of lives and you're actually loading the thing. I think it happened three times in the whole game for me, but just knowing I lost a life, it would make me go, oh, I shouldn't have had that happen. You know, I shouldn't have lost mm-hmm. that life. And, um, I kind of appreciated that so I didn't have to, you know, go through the short loading screen and just have to start over an encounter. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked the game a lot. I actually found the final boss fight where you're like tearing all the different parts of the body <laughs> off. I was like, that's pretty fun. And you're just kind of getting bombarded yeah. from all directions. You just have to like stay stick, you know, with what the goal is and trying not to get too distracted by all the other guys running around trying to take your attention away from them. And uh, yeah, that was that was cool um but yeah not super challenging and i could see yeah yeah you talking about the loading just made me remember uh like one of the things i was thinking when i was playing it again is just like this game is such a technical marvel like the fact that i can play this game at a very consistent high frame rate on ultra settings Mm -hmm. is crazy in of itself but also like this game does not have load times for me like i have a fairly standard ssd in my computer but like i die and I, I press space to continue. Like it, it literally does not load. It is crazy. And it's not like this is a lightweight game either. Like this game looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is a lot of detail in the models and stuff. It's just the most insanely optimized engine. It's kind of wizardry. But um, anyways, continue. No, you're totally right. Like, uh, yeah, when I was saying like to happen, I think I meant more like when you take it out, when you're taken out of the experience and you're starting that encounter again and you have that bit of downtime where you go, oh, Okay, gotta start this again. No, that's fine. You know, let's get going. Yeah. I appreciate having a few lives if you choose to collect them where you can lose a life and you know, damn, I shouldn't have lost that. I should, like, that would be a game yeah, over. I think extra life collectible is really it, good. It's just kind of nice because you don't have to get them, but if you want to, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that was really awesome. And then I uh, started playing The Witcher 3. I took a little vacation from work and... Uh, <laughs> Didn't really know what I was going to play. Didn't really have any ambitions for that. Spent some time cleaning my car and just hanging out with my dad and you know hanging out with Taylor. And then, so I had five days off. And on the fourth day, I, I, I can't remember where. I was watching YouTube videos and I heard Witcher 3. And I thought, wait a second. I haven't really played much of that. Um, and I definitely haven't played it since I upgraded my computer. So I, and that's like been a few years now. So I was like, I'm jumping in. Let's see. If, I remember being confused by the game before. And uh, 
So I'm just going to talk a little bit about this here. So just uh, you know, buckle up. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this game for a little bit. This is my game uh, to discuss. But um, this one, I I hear so many great things about The Witcher. And there was always that bit of disassociation where I'd go, I know I played it, but I couldn't connect with the game for some reason or another. And I love fantasy. You know that. Like, I love... Specifically, I love when a game has a bestiary. Like, I love that in Doom, too. Like, where, like... You can see all the yeah. different creatures, what they're weak to, what they're strong against. You know, a Witcher has that, you know, like a ton of creatures and different categories, you know, relics and, you know, um, vampires and or whatever they're called, you know, cursed creatures, beasts and stuff. And then you're like trying to figure out what the best way to deal with them is and what which uh, magical sign you should use and what oil to cover your sword in. And I just remember feeling really yeah. confused way back in the day whenever that was and um now i don't know nothing's confusing to me so i've definitely grown as a person or as a gamer or whatever um but i but i hesitance to say that was so good (laughs) but i was like really happy to be really into it now and i'm almost through wherever i got to before because i think i like from what i remember of story i don't think i got much further than where i'm at right now and um when I was loading into the game on Steam, it said I had played like 90 hours. So I played a good chunk, but over the years, and I know I restarted multiple times, so I never really got that far. Um, but yeah, one of the things I just really love about it right now is just the the uh, the amount of things you can do and how well done the side quests are and the little side characters and missions. And it's just, it's fun to actually sit there and listen to characters talk. I personally, I'm going to dig a bit on uh, Mass Effect. I have found Mass Effect kind of boring to listen to, personally. I found it a little bit boring to listen to characters discuss things. They would talk about stuff, and I would not care about it at all. But I found in Witcher, I, something about it, it was, it was either interesting because I thought it was funny or interesting because I thought it was cool. I don't know. But there was a lot of different stuff like that that um, really pulled me in. And then uh, I'm starting to get the hang of the combat. It was a bit of a learning curve for me um i'm used to dark souls obviously right where you have some invincibility frames or you have something going for you and you kind of have that with like a dodge roll but more it's more about getting out of the way than just dodging through the enemy attack and um and that was cool learning about the potions how like when you first get in the game and you're like okay there's meditation you can go through you know you can choose the time of day you can put oil on your swords you can repair your weapons because they're going to break they're going to get damaged they're going to lose some damage then you're going to get different items all the time you're going to have to compare it you're going to have to do this and that and you're like what the heck there's so much yeah you know flying at me yeah and uh and i remember just being overwhelmed by that before so for whatever reason it's not overwhelming now and i am so in i'm so into it now and i and i'm just having a great time so i'm i can't stop playing it i got up at four this morning and i started off i started work at eight so i played for three hours this morning (laughs) because my my shift usually starts at five for for those who don't know (laughs) but today i had to start later so i was like well i'm get up at the usual time we'll get up at four and i'll just start playing for three hours then go to work so that feels good because now i know i gotta play a bit today um yeah that's all i'll say on that but i definitely am enjoying awesome. it yeah no i that's cool i i think i've played like a half hour of that game i did not get very far at like a friend's house um mm-hmm. i feel well i think i had ex- a similar experience with that that i did red dead 2 where i think for me not even gameplay so much as just like game feel 
mm. is so important to how I experience games where for especially when they're long like that if a game just doesn't feel good to control or doesn't feel great to control I should say I have a really difficult time sticking with it in like Red Dead 2 I love so much about that game but at the end of the day it's just like walking around and shooting people feels bad to me so I just couldn't really keep doing it like the story missions all just felt like such a drag and like The Witcher 3 I didn't think was bad per se but it just something about it didn't feel quite right and like that's not even I mean, that's not what the game is trying to do like same with Red Dead 2 like the the decisions it made were all very intentional. It wasn't like mm -hmm. just poor design or oversight. It just didn't feel good to me. Um, and I think that's a similar thing as that. And also, like like we've talked about, we have opposite views on fantasy. Like it's your favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's not really mine. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish I could get into it because, yeah, all of what you're describing, like people, um, like NPCs just talking about the world, the bestiaries. I love that shit too, just like reading about all the different enemies and stuff and having that experience it does seem really cool and that's partly why i was initially so excited for cyberpunk is because i, I yeah. really wanted it like i didn't even necessarily need the greatest game ever made i just wanted the witcher but in a world and gameplay style that i could get down with yeah we um, wanted depth <laughs> yeah which is unfortunately not what we got um but yeah, I, I, I do. I, I'm a little jealous of you getting into it. I, I wish I could as well. Yeah, I, I guess. So I lied. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> um, I <laughs> when, when you're talking there, I mean, going from my old computer where I could barely run the game at, you know, mixed settings and 1080p and no NVIDIA like hair whatever it's called, hair works, <laughs> the realistic <laughs> hair physics, right? And to now where, you know, and um you would be able to do the same thing like i have an rtx 2080 and to be able to just play with like 4k put everything on highest and have that that realistic hair that's not just on Geralt, but also on like some of the monsters and creatures which just looks awesome like that just uh it just brought a new life to the game also for the areas that i've already seen and done um but uh yeah going into the b series like just to like expand on that a bit more like when you no, through a mission you'll see signs like for example a vampire you know people are being drained of blood and you just go i know that's a vampire and you can look through your bestiary and if you read the correct books you can loot books all the time and if you choose to read them you might get a recipe for a, a potion or you might find out information on a bestiary about a creature and so like it's just by chance if you looked at looted the right thing you read the right book you can get some information or you talk to the right person you can get information on these creatures and so then let's say you had information on a vampire and then you go okay so he's weak to this type of potion that or this type of uh you know i got a potion for example that turns my blood black that's like dangerous to vampires right so if they suck the blood out of me they're gonna get hurt or i can get uh, you know a certain oil on my sword to be stronger against them and then you just kind of like play with that and you're like oh, i know what i'm doing here and you can't change some of these things once you're in the combat so you want to plan ahead a little bit and i find that super fun and obviously harder difficulties would really require that and if you drink too many potions you can get your toxicity too high and you take damage from that so you really want to manage all that um the other thing i was going to say is like just to uh, i thought of a one specific side mission or a couple that like really um that i've had happen recently and i mean the game's been out long enough hopefully you don't mind me just spoiling two little side missions out of this whole oh, thing yeah, yeah. um 
but just to touch on like just the i can tell like i know that there's going to be other ways to deal with this situation and i'm curious to play those encounters again or to find out what how it ends up in a few play differently but like i had this lady who i met you know there's some sexual tension between the characters right and then you're like oh what's gonna happen and so then you know my character sleeps with her and then she goes to this tower and then you're like oh what's she doing over there so you go check it out you find out she's doing some kind of necromancy and like she's really like into some dark magic shit and you're like i don't know if that's right give me give me these notes back or whatever that you have and then you turn out you fight her and then you so i chose to fight her and then i killed her and so then it's just kind of like and that was within five minutes so i'm like damn like that was that (laughs) that changed really quick i i wonder what could have happened here you know what i mean so that was interesting um another one was this demonic like almost like a heartbeat kind of pulsating like ball of flesh inside a tree and had spikes uh, like viney spikes all around it and you're talking to it it's like this ghost in this tree and it's like asking you to save it or to bring it back to life and stuff and it sounds creepy like you don't want to trust it and it's telling you to do this like blood ritual where you have to like get some raven feathers and its old remains bring it to it bring this black like wild horse catch it bring it to it and then you have to cut it and let the blood drip down have the horse eat the blood and stuff and you're like oh this sounds messed up and you have multiple chances to be like you can lie to it and kill the thing or like this heart thing or you can help it or whatever i chose to help it so then it possessed this horse i don't know what's going to happen next but there's more to this and uh i just think that's really cool because like i could just just kill the thing i know way back in the day i met this thing and i killed it but i don't remember what happened (laughs) so it's Mm, kind of like the way that these little side missions like i'm pretty darn sure both of these are side missions i don't think that or side quests or whatever you want to call it they're not like main story path i don't believe so um they're and uh anyways those were both really really cool situations for me. and uh so the fact that you weren't 100 percent sure if they were side quests or main quests or not i think says a lot about them 100 percent like definitely if you're curious again i would i'd say the inventory management is the worst part of the game i personally think it's actually really not that great but it's not the worst thing ever either so yeah anyways that that is all i'll say on this game (laughs) all right uh, do you want to uh, move you want into? into... Oh, Jinx! Ooh, yeah, you want to get into Genesis Noir? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, why don't you just go ahead? I've been talking forever. What All have right. You yeah. Of this? So, uh, this is the first Game Pass game that I finished before recording the next episode, um, and that is purely because I fucking love this game. Like, it is so good, um, and is also not. Like, a lot of the times I'll bring games like, oh, it's so good, it's also, like, so my shit. This game isn't really, like, traditionally my type of thing, I guess. Like, Mm. well, I I do like space. Basically, it's, um, even if you don't plan on playing it, I would say watch the trailer, because the trailer is incredible. Um, But it's basically a sort of point-and-click style noir adventure game. But... And there's a big but, and that it's that it's all a very metaphorical representation of the creation of the universe, like from a very scientific perspective. Like it's about the Big Bang and about the collection yeah. of dust and particles into stars that, or, or like gas giants and all these things. But in I this was really confused, but I way, loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, same. The whole game, I was trying to figure out like what certain things meant, and it would always do these cool things where and this i think is what ties the whole game together like if this wasn't in here i would not like this game nearly as much but 
before every sort of level, um, it has this little, like, maybe five sentence long, if that, like, little blurb about something in astrophysics <laughs> where it'll mention like the fact that you know all these like gases and stuff all you know with the gravity would come together and they get so dense that they form a star mm -hmm. but sometimes you know that doesn't work right and they become a gas giant like you know every gas giant is essentially just like a failed star and then it would move into this whole thing about a story behind like golden boy you know this like kind of cocky like jazz musician and his like career with the singer and how like he fell out of grace and you're starting to see the, like oh i see like the like the way that these characters and ideas and like imagery all represents like both a very like you know literal scientific stuff but also stuff like oh the main character like when i was playing i my read on it was that he is entropy like he is not Ooh. really like death or anything just sort of like the general yeah it's just entry it's sort of the descent into chaos that is just the natural way the universe not in a bad way just like that's just the way the universe works as things happen you know he like there's one scene i remember really vividly where there's these sort of um uh like tribal type people that are sort of going and you watch them hunt this like deer down and uh, you basically sit there and watch the deer, like, decompose slowly as, like, nature sort of grows around it and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know. It's, like, it's a, it's a game where if you ask me anything about the story, I wouldn't know what to tell you because the story isn't really there. Neither is, like, there isn't much gameplay either. Most of it is moving your cursor and clicking on stuff and watching stuff happen or, you know, moving your character around certain areas, but... There's, it's just so all, like, vibes and imagery and music. And it has this, like, beautiful, like, sort of ethereal jazz soundtrack to it mm -hmm. that I loved. Um, and then, again, like, watch the trailer. It's hard to describe the visual style of this game, but it's really, really abstract it. yeah. and interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, but, yeah, yeah, as you can see here, like, this really black and white sort of, like, vector 3D type thing. I don't know. It's... I think the way the puzzles worked were really interesting. Like not even not yeah. even puzzles really, but just like you're sitting there and you go, oh wait, nothing's happening. Oh, I'm supposed to do something now. And mm -hmm. just the way the like it, there's that one room at the beginning where you're moving your cursor around, and as the cursor's like moving past, say like a jar, it's knocking it onto the floor. You're like, oh crap, not yeah. that on the floor. And he's just kind of moving <laughs> it around, and and there's all these things happening. I just think like. Uh, the way that they do that is really cool. Uh, just it made me feel like everything I'm doing is impacting the world, even though I'm not clicking something, you know. So that was that was neat. Um, yeah, I would say the puzzles also get much better as the game goes on. Like oh, there cool. is one moment in particular, and I'll just say it's a it's an extra sciency level, um, mm. without spoiling too much because it does get into sort of spoiler territory. But um it yeah i don't even really want to describe what the puzzle is but it is just really really well put together and one, one of the few puzzles in a game that genuinely made me actually have to really think about what i was doing mm. um because a lot of them are like i said just kind of simply clicking on stuff but occasionally it does get really cool um there yeah. are there's okay also i've had this moment in the last couple of weeks between the bits that I liked in Balan Wonderworld, which is basically only the cutscenes, <laughs> um, and playing this game where 
I, I truly believe more games need musical numbers because this game has a couple. And oh, and also uh, There Is No Game has a musical number as well that I really loved. And like <laughs> all three of those, I really liked for some reason. I don't even like musicals, but like all three of them I thought were really impactful. Um, I, I don't know. But yeah, this game has some great musical numbers in it, uh, especially towards the end. I would definitely encourage you to finish it. Nick, I, I will. Like, I, I know I will because okay, I did good. enjoy it. Um, I mm-hmm. so for the exact spot where I like kind of uh fell off for the time being, I guess is mm-hmm. uh is where you're planting the seeds and you're collecting those particles around the area. Um, oh yeah, and it was just the walking speed. I think it just started slowing down a lot there, and I was just walking around like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, did, I planted like I planted yeah. like six of these seeds or more, and um, mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, okay, I think I understand a good chunk of this game to talk about it. Um, but I'm going to <laughs> to dip out for now. So, mm. and that also yeah. just like I said, that is easily my least favorite part of the whole game. So, <laughs> it it all goes uphill from there. Luckily, well, that's good to know. Um, that's definitely good. To mm-hmm. know. I still haven't downloaded. Ending... The ending I did think was really impactful, though. I think it's mm. worth getting to that part. I don't. I again don't want to say anything about it. Yeah, don't. I, I'll finish it. I'll I'll take mm-hmm. an evening to do it or something like that. How long did you mm-hmm. do you think it took to beat? No more than six hours for sure. It, okay. it was pretty quick. Yeah, and Digestible. also I got a yeah. I also got a shit ton of gamer score from it. So if you're into that, like, <laughs> it's worth checking out for that reason alone. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, no, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is my favorite game club game we've done so far, to be honest. That's awesome. I I think it's impacted me the most, yeah. Um, And also, like, I I feel like I say this every fucking episode, but, like, such a testament to Game Pass, because I would never have played this game if not for Game Pass. Like, it would. I feel like you would have. I feel like I definitely wouldn't have, but I feel like you possibly could have. I just don't think I would have seen it because mm. I have heard nobody talk about this True. game. Like yeah. on no podcast or like anything that I follow, I haven't seen anything about it. And I think the only reason it was put in front of my face is because it was on the recently added section of Game Pass. And I think that that really, really speaks to like the the visibility part of what makes Game Pass great, where every time something gets added, I look at it. Mm. And I definitely don't think I am alone in that. I think because, you know, every time you get it, it's a free game, you know, it's worth looking at. I, I could play it potentially. I wouldn't have to spend money. So I want to see if it's for me. Um, whereas if it was just in the store, I may have seen the icon, maybe, probably not. But I don't even think I would have clicked on it, to be honest. Um, right. But yeah, I'm so glad <laughs> because I love this game. Um, I just want to yeah. touch on the uh, art uh, of it. Um, the minimalistic way that they draw the characters and just everything in the world. I, I'm something that kind of just popped in my head when I was playing was, you know, it's so minimalistic and that's hard to do sometimes. I was thinking about, okay, what if I was to draw this? What if I had nothing to go off of? And they're like, okay, we want to draw these characters, da, 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 da. And I find I have a hard time stopping when I go, okay, that's enough. You know, I understand (laughs) that's what the character looks like. That's enough. You got the hat, you got the eyes, you got this shape of the nose from the side view mm-hmm. you don't need to draw anymore we don't need to add anything else this is good enough and i found like that was it was perfect for what i was looking at it was awesome i loved every bit of it and um and i think for just comparing it to myself and how i would probably overdo it i'd draw too many oh i gotta add another bracelet here or something <laughs> add some cross thatching to that jacket pocket or something like that i don't know i i just thought i i wanted to compliment that because i thought that was really good 
Well, yeah, and there's definitely that side to it because, yeah, I agree. Like, it's easy to just keep going, but also, like, effectively um, establishing emotion and, like, character in mm -hmm. something with, I mean, I'm looking at art of this game right now, and there is, like, five lines in some of these characters, you know? Like, it is so simplistic. Mm -hmm. Um and like that is crazy impressive in of itself. Like uh, Golden Boy, you know the like the saxophone player um, who uh, shoots the the singer in like the first five minutes of the game. So it's not really a spoiler. But like immediately after seeing him, just like the pompadour and like the yep. jacket and yep. just like the way he stands, just like immediately character. Like you know exactly who he is. You hate him. You think he's like such he's a gross. dick. You know, just by looking <laughs> at him. Yeah, exactly. He's gross. Um but like and it's so effective it's yeah I, it's I'm, I'm glad you touched on that because that that is really really impressive for sure um and i also don't want to really spoil this but don't do it then the, don't do it you know don't what i'm gonna say it. when you six hours it, I'll, I'll play it people about it yeah yeah we both I'll, really I'll recommend it when you finish it yeah we're both um, giving it two thumbs up and i haven't finished it but i will two thumbs up yeah awesome well, let's move on because I really want to hear your impressions of It Takes Two. Uh, I've been wanting to hear what you think of this game. We gave you a week, <laughs> and uh, I want to know what you think. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad I can be so positive on this episode because every single game I played this Yay. week, I fucking love. Um, yeah, it, it's so good. Like it is. So when I was going into this game, what I was kind of expecting and wanting was basically the same as a way out, which is. I, I don't really need a good game. <laughs> I just need something that's entertaining to play with a friend, you know, like mm. something that I could at least laugh at to have fun with, which like a way out was a really fun game, but also like the pacing in that game was sloppy as hell. Like that game really dragged in some sections. And a lot of what I remember of the game was like laughing at goofy animations and pieces of dialogue and like enjoying the story, but also not taking it seriously at all. Gotcha. Um, and I love the game for that. Like, I absolutely don't think it's a bad game. I just, I think it's a really good game, just in a really specific way. Um, but I think it takes two, totally turns it around, where I I was laughing a lot while playing this game. I was having a lot of fun, but none of it was unintentional. Like, this game is just through and through a genuinely very well-designed, very sharply written um game and like the the way it balances game mechanics um like I, I think the pacing is the number one thing i can compliment where it is very sort of mario like in the sense where it introduces something new it slowly builds into it um and then it reaches its climax you fight a boss and then it takes it away from you and mm -hmm. you don't get it for the rest of the game and i love that because like before you even start to get tired of a mechanic it's gone and you're on to the next, which makes it so breezy and fun to play, where I'm never like, oh, this again? Like, I don't think I ever thought that in the game. It like Everything was I've been hearing. fresh and new, yeah. Um, and I, I think, yeah, a lot of people have kind of talked that to death. I feel like that's what I've been hearing in most reviews of the game. But I think what really stands out to me, too, is that the game, the game is really funny. And I think oh, in a way that people don't really give it credit for, where I I have heard people kind of like rag on the story. And a lot of that is talking about 
the fact that the two main characters, like the husband and wife, mm -hmm. are just complete pieces of shit. Like, they are despicable. And <laughs> you hate them through the whole game. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Like, it feels really intentional, and it's really funny. Where, like, I was playing this game with Owen, and there were so many times where we just cracked up laughing over just, like... Like, they'd say something, it's just like, Jesus, how is this going through your head? But, like, it, it feels believable, just in mm. the sense that, like, these are just horrible human beings to the point where it's funny. Like, um... My my favorite moment is where, you know, like their daughter cries on them to turn them into dolls. And at some point they're like, oh, you know, must be a spell like the tears put us in here. And they're like, oh, so how do we reverse the spell? And they're like, oh, we got to make her daughter cry. And they're like, uh, I guess that's fair. And then one of them brings up her like favorite stuffed animal, this elephant. And they're like, oh, we should kill the elephant. And the other is like, it has like, oh, and that's this moment where you think they're going to be like, what is wrong with you? And they're like, that is a great idea. And they're going on about how they're going to like brutally murder their daughter's favorite toy. And it's just like, oh, like Jesus, like what is this thought process? That's awesome. And plays it, with their like, expectations. Yeah. yeah. And it's so just like darkly funny too. I think the best way I can describe it is it's like the world is all born out of like their daughter's imagination, you know? So there's like a talking hammer and it all seems like stuff sort of out of like a cheesy kids movie. Um, including Dr. Hakeem, the creepy ass book in the trailers. Like he, same thing, super like, there's it's a, like wait, intentional. There's yeah. a creepy ass book. <laughs> yeah. A creepy, <laughs> kind of his chin. He's got a hell of a butt chin. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, he, like just stereotypes up the wall and it feels like something out of a cheesy cartoon, you know, mm -hmm. but, but it is at the end of the day, like her parents who, as I've stated, are horrible people like interacting with all of this where, you know, they fight like this big vacuum, like vacuum guy and they're like climbing through it and you kind of expect them, you know, to make it or like strike a deal with it or somehow, you know, make, make it go away through the power of friendship or whatever. But they like, you're fighting this boss and at some point like he's stunned and they like both pick up his vacuum arms and like slowly bring them towards his face he's like no wait what are you doing and they like put it towards his eyes and it just like slowly sucks his eyeballs out as he's like screaming in pain it's like just jesus it's it's off the chain <laughs> with that stuff like completely unexpected but um yeah i really like it i, th I thought it was funny i i can definitely see how some people might think it's like cringy or dumb hmm. i don't think it is i think it's pretty sharp with a lot of the writing and i think a lot like i said a lot of it's cheesy but i think it's all very intentionally cheesy in a way that's effective for yeah i was gonna say comedy. if it's effective and, and used properly then it can be mm -hmm. it could be great still cheesy doesn't mm -hmm. have to be bad no not at all um but yeah i mean i think God, like I super recommend this to anyone who wants a co-op game, just in general. Um, I yeah, if you want something funny, something fun. Um, I really want to play it. I know I will yeah. at some point with Taylor, but who knows when? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I I think this would be a great game pa game pass game too. If it ever I comes think it's going to come to Game Pass through a EA Play eventually. I think there's so a good chance. I'll probably yeah. play it then. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think at the I. After playing a way out, I was already kind of at the point where I was excited for what the studio would do next. But at this point, I think I have just gained a lot more respect for them. Where the mm -hmm. other one was 
as I said, you know, it was really fun and something that I would encourage people to play, but not the best designed game. But this is like Nintendo levels of quality in terms of pacing and polish. That's so awesome to hear. Like, I love, mm-hmm. I love hearing of like a studio taking what they learn and just growing and doing yeah, something better. Yeah. And and just seeing so many good reviews for it made me happy to see that because mm-hmm. I'm just happy when any any studio makes a great game, right? That, that yeah, unanimous, almost unanimously, you know, everybody is just just raving about talking about it in yeah. such high respect. I remember on our predictions episode, we I think predicted the meta score for this one at like low 70s or or like Ooh, i'm gonna try uh, to look high it up. 60s um which yeah because that's what i was expecting again is you know like a mediocre game is fun to play but i'm it's, i'm so glad to see it not be that to be i think last i checked i'm just pulling it up, it up right, right now, now. <laughs> i'm on it it's a 90 on pc yeah jesus and um, uh we guessed uh oh you gave it a 72 i gave it a 74 yeah yeah so yeah to see it just like go that far above expectations it's so awesome to see yeah totally i i absolutely agree the score has it's if if you told me this was a first party nintendo game actually i probably wouldn't believe you just because of the content in it (laughs) i don't think it's super nintendo like but in terms of like from a raw game design standpoint I, i would absolutely believe you gotcha all right well um moving on from that uh that sounds awesome i really want to play it like i actually really that's all i want to hear because i want to play through the whole game um uh one thing i was wondering about because i and obviously it's not a big deal to me i'm just curious uh i heard that there are some like actually more adult kind of themed like situations that happen and more just in like it could be innuendos or something i don't know was there something that maybe felt a little bit Maybe a lot of the game feels PG, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, some parts just don't, and it's really yeah, weird. Yeah, so it was sort of what I'm talking about, where there definitely yeah. is a lot of like intentional tonal dissonance with it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was more like I, I well, there was like a couple sort of innuendos here and there, but n- nothing you wouldn't see in like a Pixar movie, you know, right. or like a DreamWorks movie, maybe, um, cool. where you know someone says something your kid wouldn't understand, but like you will. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, I wouldn't say anything in it was like particularly adult. It was, it's just stuff I'm describing where like <laughs> these people are monsters and the shit they do is kind of monstrous <laughs> in right. a funny cartoonish way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say it's not on the level of something, yeah, like a Pixar or a DreamWorks movie, probably more DreamWorks. Um, but not on the yeah. level of, you know, like having sex with a woman and killing her five minutes. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the Witcher, like, no. like my game. <laughs> yeah. uh, that messed me up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the next topic here. You brought you put this on the doc, so why don't you cover this? The yeah. MLB. Um, yeah, yeah. So I saw this earlier today. So MLB the Show, which is if you're unaware, a Sony published franchise, is well earlier it was announced that the MLB basically forced them i think or just basically was editing the details of their deal to make it so it would be multi-platform so coming to xbox um but recently today the news broke that it actually is going to be coming to game pass on day one which is really interesting and yeah you told me that right before the show i had no idea because i was working 
Yeah, yeah. And I don't really know what this means. I've heard some people talking about like, oh, does this mean Sony's more open to putting their exclusives on the? I, no, no. <laughs> I think this is a really, really specific case because it yeah. is yeah. MLB. Like, and MLB, I think, is much more open than Sony having it everywhere because it's a it's a sports game. They want to have their IP and their license on everything. That's very easy to understand. It's weird to me that it was exclusive to PlayStation, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but. I the fact that it's coming to Game Pass though is much more interesting to me. Where totally. I just wonder what kind of deal was struck there to do that. Like what I'm wondering I... is mm-hmm. is Game Pass are the Game Pass like subscription numbers now high enough to convince things like that to go, oh, we need to be on that platform. Forget about how much money like exposure or whatever it is you know like i don't know what the most up-to-date like i don't even know if they've released an up-to-date number like in the last couple weeks right i don't think they have but i wonder what it's at now where they could be throwing out this maybe potentially a huge number of being like hey come here this many people will see this front page right when they turn on their computer or their phone or whatever and they're all going to see this you know like that's a that's a big sell a lot of and MLB has the added incentive in that of the fact that they are not a video game franchise like they they are a yep. live sports franchise. So exactly. The more people see the logo of MLB and you know by playing the game, it makes them more likely to watch games and like on their TV. You know, um, so I think having it, yeah, more accessible to more people for free is a pretty good deal for MLB. So I'm definitely not surprised. Like I think I think it's very very good for. For MLB specifically, um, I just think it's so interesting that this got past the, or I, I wonder if Sony even had a say in it at this point. Yeah, um, like I'm wondering if they did at all. Mm-hmm. But or like, cause yeah, I, I definitely think there's two things there. I think that there's what you talked about with um, like numbers, like MLB just having the incentive to say, hey, yeah, we really want this on your platform. We want to get this in front of more people's eyes. Or if it was just Microsoft writing a huge check and saying, hey, this is a Sony franchise that we know is like at all possible to get on Game Pass because and any other, you know, is just totally off the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe they're just trying to pull so any little were, bits that they can. <laughs> and then yeah, all they got is their the studios. $100 million check and they were like, well, shit. Okay. I mean, <laughs> with that kind of money, it's hard to say no, you know? Um, so yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mm-hmm. would like to know what went on behind the scenes of this it's almost like how they how microsoft's getting us in with the subscription right we pay once mm-hmm. like, oh, this is convenient this is nice we're gonna stay here we're gonna pay another month and another month right and then mm-hmm. maybe they do that with the these uh these game deals right like oh just come just join game pass for a bit and they go oh wow those numbers were actually really good like maybe we'll stay here for another game and then another game you know <laughs> maybe they, they maybe they're taking it on that way right i don't know mm-hmm. but that, that's kind of fun to think about yeah um moving on to the next topic here i i wanted to ask you uh because i got one little one i got april fooled just a little bit and for (laughs) just at the beginning of something here i don't have it near me so i can't quote it exactly um but i was wondering if you got april fooled at all i'll start Um, with my oh i was just gonna start with myself here it was an Elden Ring related thing. I saw oh, no. <laughs> it said, you know, you know, on Twitter, people, they have their at handle, right? And then they can change their, their name though at the beginning. And I totally didn't look into it. Saw it was, uh, 
almost like the classic like we're gonna delay the game kind of images right where you have like the border elden ring at the top and it starts out just saying like you know we can't uh unfortunately we're gonna have to cancel elden ring you know that we couldn't meet the expectations <laughs> due to like covid and all these things i'm like oh damn and, and i was aware that it was april fools but i still was like oh no like what if this is real that would really suck and then you know as i read on it started to get more obscure and like crazy and just totally fake and i was just like okay that's fine but it did get me i will say it got me at the first couple seconds of just that heart drop of like you know it's real it's possible it you know you don't mm -hmm. want it to happen but what if COVID just fucks up some team and they just can't do it and they're like sorry like we've had this ambition but we can't do it i don't think that would happen for elden ring but i did for a moment there <laughs> it scared the crap out of me i want that game so bad <laughs> anyways yeah i yeah i don't know if i would say that i got fooled per se but i definitely i always like april fools specifically in that like i am on youtube a fair bit um and April Fool's content is like my favorite thing on YouTube where um cuz I some channels put a lot of effort into that shit like um one channel I I watch a lot uh Nitro Rad where he usually covers like um surreal RPGs you know like Lisa or Amori or something um and every year on uh, April Fools he always just like goes insane and makes these like weird short film video hybrid things that are super cool and this year like he tied it into a review of the iCarly game for the Wii um <laughs> and uh yeah just just interesting stuff like that I always like seeing and then sometimes yeah I'll see an announcement for something and it is that thing of like oh is this real is this not there's mm. uh, it's, it's, it's just fun I like it because every year I feel like there's at least one thing I see that is real but I'm just really skeptical of it the whole time um yeah, just clicking on videos and then immediately looking like, oh, shit, this was posted today. Okay, never mind. Or even, like, into today, I was watching YouTube and seeing stuff. What? Like, really? And then, oh, no, it was posted yesterday, I see. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's fun. I, the uh, Square Enix put out, like, an April Fool's trailer for um, the new Replicant remaster as well that I thought was mm. funny, where it was basically, they just framed it as, like, an Animal Crossing, where they had uh like the main character going around like fishing and interacting with wildlife and stuff that is like this chill adventure and all this stuff talking about even though it's a brutally depressing game but yeah. um <laughs> uh I, I i just like it i think it's fun i like the spirit of it yeah i saw that uh control d make to ps1 that uh that remedy mm. like threw out there and um i didn't see that that sounds really cool though it, it was neat but coming off of the heels of you showing me those videos I, I wish i could remember i want to like shout out the person who made those um but, oh, you know, the, yeah, blood, the blood the bloodborne d yeah. you know uh that those videos that you you showed me that was cool I, i'm mm -hmm. sure you're looking it up now but like th when i saw I that and i saw the boss fight against the cleric beast at the beginning of the game i was like this is so awesome i wouldn't want to play it like that but i but i still thought it was really mm -hmm. fun to look at and to compare to the you know ps4 version right yeah, it's such a passion project. Huh. Uh, Lilith Walther is the hmm. um, the creator of it, and yeah, there, there's they have a ton of videos on their channel just talking about or like showing off different stuff for it, and it is a really really cool project for sure. Um, but, but yeah, we were talking about the control with make. I need to look up that video because that sounds cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. The one funny thing mm -hmm. is like, yeah, the weapon kind of floats off to the side, not in what's her face's <laughs> hand, so. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise, it's just kind of like 
I think it was just a little bit less interesting to look at mm, compared yeah. to the the Bloodborne one. There's just a lot more happening on the screen, but also in a way confusing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it was fine. It's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, let's just move right into our personal t- favorite fifty games of all time. Uh, we're been going through all these. Uh, we started at at fifty, obviously, and we're now down to forty. So that's pretty cool. Um, Ziggy, what is your number forty game? Um, my number forty game is super hot, um, and oh, I oh. am bundling in all the super hots into this because they're all basically <laughs> the same game, just sort of different formats. Um, oh, that's what you meant by this game was hot. Yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was saying that before we start <laughs> recording. Um, but I, I think my favorite version for sure is Super Hot VR, just because it. I think delivers on the core idea of the game so well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. <laughs> um, but I don't even know how to really talk about this game. Cause it's one of those games that is kind of so rooted in public consciousness as like a well, very unique and good game. Someone who hasn't played in VR, explain what it's like to play that game. What are you trying to do? Right, like yeah. So essentially, yeah. If you've never heard of it, somehow it's a first-person shooter. Time moves only when you do. So it is like the the bullet time scenes in the Matrix, but it's the whole game, um, which allows for this really interesting, almost like it's almost more of a puzzle game than a shooter, I would say, Mm. Um, where combat encounters aren't really about skill and reflexes. It's about okay, there's 12 guys around me, I have a pipe, that guy has a gun, that guy has a shotgun, and there is a, uh, a, 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 a I don't know, a pool ball on the floor in front of mm. me, like a cue ball. And yeah. so you like go and you reach for the cue ball, but reaching for the cue ball makes means that some of those people advance towards you, one of them fires a bullet. And so you like, in, when you're moving this in VR, you know, you're actually moving. So you like sort of like go, whoa, and like slowly, you know, move <laughs> off to the side to let the bullet pass. You're like, okay, that's good. And so you throw the cue ball at the one guy, hits him in the head, you catch the gun in midair. You know, it's just like this, this really slow, like every single tiny movement can kill you. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to really think through everything you do. Every movement that you do, have to, you have to think yeah, about Yeah, and it's just so cerebral i guess but also just so intense where especially like when you're playing twister in vr you know we're like <laughs> two people are shooting at you and you're having to dodge them you know while reaching for a gun over here or like you can literally like just reach into people's chests and pull their heart out if you want which is the coolest fucking mechanic and i think every vr game should have that um or i don't know chopping people in half and all this stuff it's and even when you're on keyboard and mouse i feel like that that feeling still persists i wouldn't say it's as like intense um but i also think on pc that the puzzle of it i think they can do more interesting things because you're not bound by your physical body limitations you know Hmm. um you can do uh like in in keyboard and mouse you can jump which has really big gameplay ramifications on it where it's a really great evasive strategy but it you're moving the whole time you can't stop in midair so it um moves things along a lot so you jump and suddenly there's 12 bullets coming at you and that's a you know a puzzle you have to get out of um 
But yeah, it's just such a smartly designed game. And outside of just its core mechanics too, like all of its levels take advantage of that so well, where they always are like sneaky, where you always think you have someone in a room and then a bullet hits you in the head and you uh. die. And you're like, what the hell? Like, where did that come from? And you know, you're, you come like snap right back in, try it again. And then you see him the second time, you're like, ah, okay, you do that. But then something else hits you, you're like, ah, shit. And you do it, like, it's just a really fun sort of trial. Yeah, there's something fun about bit. learning until you're a master. You just, and then, do you get to rewatch it after you finish a level or an area? <laughs> oh, sweet. So do you get to see, like, yeah. everything you just did? Yeah. And, but yeah, then played up to real time speed. So oh, that's it, cool. It looks that's like you're cool. just a god at the game. I haven't yeah. played it yet. And you're just, like, reaching out, like, <laughs> super fast, super fun. Um, Yeah. You haven't played Super Hot? It's been one of those, you know, it's the one it's on the list. I want to play it. <laughs> I just haven't. I I have a hard That's time crazy. spending money on VR, even though I totally should. I just uh, mm-hmm. setting it up and doing it and then spending money on That's it. Fair. There's yeah. so many barriers that stop me and I wish it, mm-hmm. there wasn't. I wish I had a space that I could just have it set up permanently all the time. And then I would 100% have no problem spending the money. But I think it's purely the the having to set it up and not being able to keep it set up that keeps me away yeah no that's definitely fair the same thing like i have to pull it out plug it in my computer and all that i don't know if the camera yeah, I, I have the sensors luckily, right yeah. too so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah super hot i i would encourage you to play it even just the keyboard and mouse version i believe it's on game pass uh, no so, i'm just gonna play it on vr i want to play it in vr that's the one that like that was what got me i want to play it in vr mm, for sure mm. I want to get shot yeah. in the head <laughs> in VR. Yeah. That's, I definitely think it's a better experience in VR. Yeah. If you had to pick one, I would say VR, but um, for anyone watching, like if you don't have a headset, don't think that you're not getting the full experience by playing a keyboard and mouse. Like I definitely think you are. It's just different. And in my opinion, not as intense, but still totally worth playing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think super hot was also, the first game that came out in VR that made me go, holy shit, I need a headset. Um, where, like, yeah, as I was already a huge fan of the base game and then seeing, like, ha- having never actually experienced VR, but just imagining in my head what that could be, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, just crazy. And it totally lives up to it. Anyways, what's your number 40? I've talked for a long time. Yeah, no, my... It was great. I, I liked hearing about it because it makes me want to play it again. <laughs> you know, bring, bring that back to the top of the backlog. Um, my number 40, though, is a trip back the past Mario Bros. 3. Um, I love the heck out of that game. That's the one with Mario in his little Tanuki costume up on the front of the box. And uh, for the record, that is the one Mario game that I've beaten every level. And I remember that, and that was the first one I ever beat, obviously, since it's the only one actually, now that I think about it. But, you know, it's, there was this point in time when I was younger where I remember going through and beating every single level. And then I can't even remember now what happened, but I think you can just go back and replay any of the levels at that point, but you can go past them. Like they have the image, maybe I'm wrong here, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you have the image like where you haven't played the level yet. And normally you'd stop at that one. You can't go past it, but instead you can now once you've beaten the all the levels in the game. Um, but that was just really, really cool. And that was just such a, a memory. And obviously the angry sun, it's so iconic. You know, you have that, that level where the sun is flying down at you and you're trying to get through a level, but you're also trying to avoid this the sun in the sky trying to land on you. So um, 
the way the levels are all kind of themed almost around like as if it's a play right you get to the end it's almost like a state like an actual stage with props and everything um and they're all like bolted to the screen too. yeah right? there's screws and bolts yeah. and everything's like holding it in there it's it's such a unique kind of weird dreamish world and i like the way the worlds look i like the giant world where all the you know the goombas and turtles are big i think it was the first mario to do that and i just remember that being really really cool really uh something that stood out to me as a kid as whoa you know it took something that i know but now it's bigger and you still kill it in yeah. one one hit by landing on it but it's still <laughs> but it's just it's cool because it's big it's different right yeah, yeah and um i think uh i feel like they must have had mar luigi in there before but i don't know like i just remember that it was the first like real mario game that i played a lot with my brother where we both played mario and luigi i remember luigi being significant in that so anyways um getting the frog suit that was cool the little uh the, the little hammer bros outfit like that that outfit i remember just really wanting the frog suit though and learning about this little secret spot you could have your items bar and then when you're in the overworld if you had a hammer you could break through certain rocks and which would unlock little secret areas in the overworld that was cool why don't they have that still like that stuff was sick um yeah it's just a lot of fun memories to that so um i don't really have to talk about it forever you know it's mario everyone knows mario but those were the things that i really remember and uh that is uh higher on the list because it is a game that i always want to go back to constantly and i just keep wanting to play it and i just have a good time with pretty much every level in that game and the and levels are really difficult like they are a good challenge yeah i so uh two things one so i guess feel free to say no to this question in case it's spoilers for the rest of the year but is this your favorite 2D Mario? I'm going to look at my list real quick. <laughs> because okay. I actually don't remember. Um, it might be. Huh. Uh, actually, I don't think it is. Silence. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I think it's my second. Huh. It's I'm interested to see what your first is then. Um, but yeah, the second thing is what you're talking about, with, like the whole stage play, like that's what a dreamy aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I Nintendo, I really like how they experiment in different aesthetics with franchises. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, Link's Awakening. I was just gonna say that. Really good example. Yeah, where they, you know, Zelda. Zelda does not have an established look. Like it has, you know, established characters and all these things, but they can look either like you know dark and edgy like in twilight princess and i don't use edgy in a bad way i just think that's the look <laughs> but um but but yeah like that yeah. sort of realistic dark look or it can be wind waker or it could be like a little clay toy um mm -hmm. and it's always been really disappointing to me that they just don't seem to do that with mario like anymore they used to like we were talking about with like yeah. the stage play look here and or like sunshine or like kind of had a different aesthetic but ever since new like new super mario bros it's all just kind of looked like that and i think mario odyssey did some really cool interesting things in terms of like world design and you know all the worlds look so different unique but at the end of the day they all still looked like mario you know like mario does feel like it has a very established look and not even that though i found odyssey just had worlds that look too realistic it didn't feel like i wanted mm, i wanted yeah. more mu classic mushroom kingdom vibe i did yeah. not like odyssey it's my least favorite 3d mario game 
Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's my least Interesting. favorite. Um, I, I haven't played it. I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. I'm not a Mario guy. I kind of don't like Mario that much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's always been a, yeah, a little disappointing to me. I wish Nintendo would experiment with him more. And maybe it's just because he is so iconic to them like when you think nintendo when you think video games you think mario yeah so yeah changing it up too much i think they're maybe a little bit afraid to do that where you know zelda's huge but zelda isn't mario you know it, it's just not in terms of iconography um but you know I, i'd love to see a cute little like clay mario or a something crazy out there they do that with yoshi like with yoshi's whole like hand stitched aesthetic mm-hmm. um that looks super cool if they could do something like that with him like paper mario i guess is pretty different but those are not mainline games by any stretch of the imagination yeah um but yeah i don't know it's always been a little sad to me yeah i found um i found odyssey had good movement for mario right but i didn't mm-hmm. find the world or what you're doing in the game to be very enjoyable or, or interesting yeah so um that's kind of what made it not fun for me like i liked running around and jumping but you know i need a reason to do that and i find um to get that little endorphin <laughs> rush by getting all these moons every two seconds it doesn't work on me <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> just yeah i need to have that goal at the end you need this star you're going for the star you got the star yeah you beat the level try it you know go back to this world but now it's slightly different you're getting a different star i find that a lot more enjoyable and just have the coins you know to be something like that was another thing is um and i i beat mario odyssey but i didn't do everything in the game i can't remember if you're trying if you, there's a reason to get 100 coins in any of the worlds but i know in like other mario games you play mario 64 any level you have your objective star you're trying to get but you could get 100 coins and you get the 100 coin star and that was cool that was something like that made you have to go to almost every area in the game in that world to collect every coin you could kill every enemy you could just try to try to get that counter up to 100 and then you get the star and that was like an actual feat i remember in mario um sunshine which a lot of people downplay but it's a great mario game they don't like it because you can't crouch and do your backflip or do the crouch and long jump right but i mean why would you when you can do a little like a running forward the side flip you can do the same kind of thing uh, it's just it's, a, it's in a different way you can hover forward for a distance why would you be able to long jump if they're trying to make you hover with water right um but i was bringing that up because uh that game has a hub world of isle delfino you have your hub world it's all dark and as you collect more shine sprites it becomes brighter and it's a really fun area to run around and look at little nooks and crannies you can find secrets you can find little secret shines and then as you progress through the game you can get different nozzles for your for flood where you can like boost in really fast speed break through certain doors that normally you couldn't run through or shoot with the rocket up really high and check out different areas or get a yoshi and eat a fruit and get juice that you can use to like burn up some weird jelly stuff like i don't know the the world that you can explore just in the main hub was really really neat and you could still get the hundred coins there and get the hundred coin shine in the main hub world and that was so cool to me so um for me i felt like odyssey was very much just you're collecting coins but they're called moons almost where you're getting like 30 of these things in a level it just didn't feel special to get them I don't know why I went um, on that tangent. 
So I, I know there's a lot of Zelda games on your list. How many Mario games? Oh shit! There? You're not supposed to see that. <laughs> I I just know knowing you, I know like half oh. of your list is gonna be various Zelda games. Um, but uh, like I you don't need to tell me a number, but mm -hmm. like, is, is there a significant amount of Mario games on here? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I I like Mario. I like Mario in circum circum certain circumstances. I do actually really enjoy Mario games. I like playing them. Um, typically, it's the 3D single-player ones. Um, I don't think I have really many of the other ones. But uh, touching quickly on like just the worlds and how you were saying, you know, you like how Zelda does different themes, different, um, you know, doing the clay look or, or its toy look for Link's Awakening, right? Um, I found since Super Mario World where all the like worlds were kind of food themed almost. I feel like almost every Mario game since then, and I'm probably wrong. I don't care. <laughs> it's, I feel like every Mario game after that has either been themed after an element, like all the worlds are themed after elements. Like it's a grassy area or lava area or icy area, or air, like cloud area, or it's been food themed where it's still the grassy area, but it's not grass. It's licorice or something. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it, it, it's not water level. It's a, root beer float <laughs> world you know i i don't know it's it's very weird how it seems to be always food or element focused now and yeah i would love to see them just bring it back to or do or not even yeah. bring it back sorry change it up a little bit do a little bit of a different mm -hmm. design just once art style do art deco follow a bioshock building style <laughs> you know Ooh. that would be awesome um that could be kind of fun honestly but uh, i'd be down with that Anyways, we've been talking about this long. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I honestly thought my my game was going to take less time than yours, <laughs> but <laughs> um, looking at my list, I would, I'm really excited to talk about next week's. I'm going to be honest. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So let let's move on. Um, let's go right into our game club game for this coming week. Um, again, game club is just a thing we do where we're, it's just like you know we take a game that we haven't played before usually it's from game pass because that's the most affordable and easiest to get to that we you know right now for us uh we play a game we haven't played before and we give our impressions next week so if you want to join us download it check it out um leave a comment on you know let us know what you think of it um i'm always watching for that so i'll be aware and uh this week's game club game is going to be narita boy yeah, I'm excited to play this one. If I this is another one you guys should look at the trailer at. Um Yeah. It just looks cool. I've heard I don't know, I, I've heard mixed things just like very briefly, but I am very I've heard nothing. Okay, yeah. I, I, I now that I know I'm gonna play it, I wanna stop looking at anything about it. But um <laughs> As your eyes start across the screen. <laughs> well, I'm just looking yeah. at the images of it right now because, yeah. like, the art in this game, really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool. I'm trying to just um, switch anyways, over to it. <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk about all about that juicy pixel art next episode. Um. Yeah, so without, you know, anything else to say, uh, we're going to end the episode here for today. Thank you so much for watching. Um, you know, if you really liked what we were talking about you liked the discussion please leave a like and subscribe you know share the video do all the good stuff hit that little bell thing ring a ding uh you know it all helps out i really appreciate it and uh 
yeah leave comments let us know how we can improve you know let us know what you think of the game club game for the week and uh we'll see y'all in the next episode uh check us out in the description yeah we have links in the description oh, <laughs> what's that now keep in that screen that's yeah. what i said the first time yeah what he said <laughs> bye <laughs> see ya